0: All right, right, say good. He anything and everything. Yeah. All right, you'll say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Mesechas Megillah. Let us begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's share. To thank our tamator sponsors for. The month of Tevis. to thank Yehol and Sarah Kelman for dedicating all the shiurim and drashos this month in honor of the birth of their daughter Oriah Tahel. And in the hope that in the merit of all the telos of those davening for children will soon be answered. To thank Stephen Tarizin for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month in honor of their grandchildren, Adin Svi and Naftali Moshe. To thank Shirley Elbaum and family for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's commemoration of the yard site of Shirley's husband, Gerald, Jerry Elbaum, Yaakov Koppel, Benner of Ram and Achim. To thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Paul and Kathy Pollack, for dedicating the Week of Learning in memory of Paul's sister, Leah Bas Shmuel, in commemoration of her yard site on the 11th of Teves, and to thank Dov and Malki Kramer for dedicating today's sheer in honor of the beautiful Chevra, who is part of this shear in Emerit in the Schos, that we will be Zocha to celebrate many Siyumim and many Hascholos of Mesechlos together in the years to come. And I'll say with that, let us begin in an incredible, incredible Simcha today. Uh, and to begin to be able to learn Mesechus Miguel together, I'll just point out something really amazing. You know, today, of course, is Asar b'Teves, and it's interesting. It's interesting that we are beginning a new Masecht of Maseches Miguel on Asar What happened on Asar b'Teves? So, the primary event which occurred on Asar b'Teves is that Nevuchadnetzar and his armies laid siege to Yerushalayim. That's really what happened on Asar b'Teves: the siege around Yerushalayim on Asar and I will say, what's interesting to note is as follows: is that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you think about it, we have so many other fast days related to the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. We have the seventeenth of Tammuz or the ninth of Tammuz, you know, depending first Beis Hamikdash, second Beis Hamikdash, the walls were breached. We have Tishah right? Beis Hamikdash, Rahman Al-San was destroyed. So why do you have to have another fast on the tenth of Teves for the beginning of the siege? So I will say the answer to that is that we just learned it in Meseches Taimus. You remember again, the Gemara asked if the Beis HaMikdash was set ablaze in the afternoon of the 9th and primarily burnt until the 10th, the fast day should have really been when? On the 10th. So why do we fast on the 9th? Remember the refrain of the Gemara? Aschalta de paranusa adifa. That sometimes the time to mourn and the time to really reflect on what's gone wrong is when things begin to unravel. That's because at, at the beginning is when you really have to pay attention because sometimes, if you pay attention at the beginning of when things unravel, you could potentially still save the day. You could potentially still turn things around. Aschaltah de paranus adifa. And I was thinking as, as I was preparing this year that if aschaltah de paranus adifa, if the beginning of terrible things is considered to be significant, then Allah has kama v'kama aschalta aschalta the Sincha adifa as well. That how precious and how beautiful and how important the beginning of joyous events are. Because also remember again, da tova the, the good. Is always more impactful and more and more abundant than the negative. So if Aschalta de Paranusa d'ifa, if the beginning of calamitous, difficult events is significant, then Al like That's today. That's today. Aschalta de Paranusa d'ifa. This was the beginning of the end. We could have turned it around today. We still could have turned it around today. But Aschalta de Paranusa, we fast on Asar to remember the beginning of everything that unraveled. Then Allah has all the more so when you start something beautiful, how precious and how meaningful that beginning is. We'll says it's the beginning of a new mesecta, right, right. You feel it. You feel it. You feel there's something different in the air. It's like a Shikol Rosh Hashanah, right? It's like Chodesh Elov. There's like something new that's happening. Aschalta de miserta adifa. You know what happens at the beginning of a new Masechta? You know what happens? There's that new Masechta smell. I'm all excited. This is it. This is going to be my Masechta. I'm going to be present. I'm going to, I'm going I'm, to, there's no no days off, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in this. I'm, I'm chazaring, I'm this, that. And then what happens? And then what happens? You know, whatever you get a couple of days in, there's one long night, or there's this, or there's that. And I will say, the, the whole chap is, let, let's hold on to this. It's a short Masechta. It really is a very short Maserta, and I think most of us have probably seen Megillah in one form or another over the course of our Talmudic studies. And all the more so, by the way, we're going to see some beautiful Gemara related to Purim. We have a chance of going into Purim really, really prepared for the Yomtiv, both an understanding of the Megillah and the halachas of the adifa. Let's make our commitment today. Let's concretize that commitment today. Let's be all in as of today. And if we begin in the right way, there's no telling what we could accomplish. And I'm also with that. Let us begin. Says the Mishnah. Very, very, very exciting. Says the Mishnah. Megillah could technically be read from on the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th of Adar. Now both say, obviously the Mishnah does not mean to say that I'm reading the Megillah on all of these days, but rather these are all the possible days. We'll see again, depending on circumstances, on which Megillah could be read. Lo pochos velo Yoser. No less and no more. In other words, Megillah can never be read earlier than the 11th, nor could it be ever read later than the 15th. Okay, we'll analyze that. So, Choma mm-hmm. Walled cities. Walled cities. They will say wall as of when? Cities that are walled as of the time of Yehoshua binun. Meaning from the conquest of Eretz Yisrael. Korim B'tesvod. They go ahead and they read on the 15th of Adar. Now we'll discuss where all of this comes from. But again, so for Halacha number one, Halacha number one is that the potential range of dates for Kriya Samegillah is from the 11th through the 15th. That's number one. Number two, number two, walled cities will read on the 15th of Adar. Kfarim. Both in a kfarim are villages. Ayaros, gidolos, large cities. So the common denominator between Kfarim, villages, and Ayaros, is what? They are unwalled. They are unwalled. So these are unwalled cities. korn <laughs> They read on the 14th. So we'll say, third important halacha, unwalled cities, whether they're unwalled that they're large villages, I'm sorry, large cities or small villages, will read on the 14th of Adar. they so we'll say, however, villages will be different. How are villages different? Ela, shakfarim makdimin liyom haknisa. They'll say, but the only difference is that villages have the ability to advance their reading to the yom haknisa. Yom Nisa literally means the entry day, the entry day. Now look at Rashi for just a moment. This is incredible. Rashi says over here, Rashi says. Rashi is on both sides of the of both columns over here today. Has a lot to say on today's daf. So Rashi says, listen to this. Now we'll say, remember again, as you read the Mishnah, you have a simple, simple fundamental shaila, which is as follows. If we go ahead and we say, unwalled cities and villages, read on the 14th. Walled cities, read on the 15th. Okay, that seems to be the end of the discussion. What's the problem? What's the problem? The Mishnah said the possible dates of Kriyas Megillah are... 11, 12, 13. So how do 11, 12, and 13 ever come up? So Rashi says, I'll tell you how. I'll tell you. The Chazal gave the villages the ability to advance their reading to the nearest Yom HaKnisa, entry day. We'll see what that means in just a moment. Yom She'ni B'Shabbes, Shilathnei Yodalet, Ocha Mishhi B'Shabbes, Knisa, Shakfar La LaAyaros So we'll say, listen to this. Now we're going to see actually two different versions of this. Right now, we're assuming Yom HaKnisa means as follows. Villagers would come into large cities on Mondays and Thursdays. Monday or Mondays or Thursdays. Why Mondays or Thursdays? Those were the days in which Bate Din were in session. So if you had a particular situation to adjudicate, right? You had a particular issue, you would come into the larger cities on Mondays and Thursdays. We're going to see also, there may be other reasons, you know, commerce reasons, that they were coming into larger cities on Mondays and Thursdays. But the point over here is that villagers were often coming into larger cities on Mondays and Thursdays. Now watch this. The bate Din, reading still. because again Jewish courts, bate Din, are sitting in are sitting, right? Are in session on Mondays and Thursdays. Kitakanas Ezra. They will say that was a Takana of Ezra, right? An enactment of Ezra Hanavi that bate Din should be in session on Mondays and Thursdays. So Rebbe says so now watch this. Watch this. Va'k'forim Einon Bikin likros. I to this. So what, let's bring this all together. Villages often lacked a balkoré. They lacked a balkoré. Or maybe if they had a balkoré, villages sometimes lacked a minion. So what Chazal allowed the villages to do was as follows. Was to go ahead and come into the larger cities on the closest Monday or Thursday to the 14th. Again, we'll see all the variations. And they could discharge their obligation of Kriyas HaMegillah on that nearest Monday or Thursday. In other words, they both say, Chazal did not force them to make the trip into the large cities on the 14th itself. We'll see why. Why can't they just come into the large city on 14th? We'll see why that is. But Allah Chalamayi said, this is where 11, 12, and 13 come up. Because depending on how the 14th falls out, villages have the right to advance, to advance their Megillah reading to the closest Monday or Thursday. Since they have to come in any way to the large cities, they can cha and they could go ahead and get a kriyasa Megillah then as well. Quite amazing, quite amazing. So the Mar says, Ketzad. So I'll say, interestingly enough, the Mishnah is going to go through all the variations. So Kate said, here we go. Chali, Oseodalad B'Sheni. So I'll say, let's take an easy case. 14th of Adar falls out on a Monday. Simple, straightforward case. 14th of Adar falls out on a Monday, we'll say, what happens? Kfarim This is an easy one. Why is this an easy one? Because when the 14th falls out on a Monday, then what? Then what? All unwalled cities are reading at the same time, right? So whether you are a large city or whether you are a village, since it's a Monday, everyone's reading on the same time, on the same day. So, Ayaras, Kfarim Gidol, sorry, Kfarim Ayaras, Bayom, Mukafes World cities will read the next day. What's the next day? The 15th, right? 15th. So, that's case number one. Go ahead, start a little easy. Chalio, especially what happens if the 14th falls out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? So, in that case, Kfarim Maximio Macna, So we'll say so remember again, if it falls on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, so villages could read the previous Monday. right They read the previous Monday. So now you begin to see where you begin to see what? 12 and 13, 12 and 13. Vagoros boss I remember again, large, unwalled cities. We'll always read on the 14th. Well, we'll see, except when they don't, right? But the idea is that obviously the unwalled cities are are never really advancing to any previous Monday or Thursday. So unwalled cities will read on that day, and walled cities will read the next day. Beautiful. Soon again, we'll say, what happens if the 14th falls out on a Thursday? Once again, So we'll say in this case again, Unwalled cities, large unwalled cities and villages. will read on that day. Because again, it's a Thursday. So it's an entry day anyway. Everyone can read on a Thursday. And ultimately again, Walled cities the next day, the 15th, which is Friday. So also here we get to an interesting case. What happens if the 14th falls out on a Friday? 14th falls out Friday the 14th. What happens? Kfarim makdim Maknisa. So it's will villages will advance their reading to when? Thursday. 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 Now we'll say here's what's interesting. In this case, in this case, where the 14th falls out on a Friday, in which case again the 15th will fall out on Shabbos, Rashi points out over here that we do not read the Megillah on Shabbos. This is under the umbrella of what we call Gzeera Dirabba. Same reason we don't blow shofar on Shabbos. Shema Ya'avirenu Amas Lest one come to carry a Megillah to a Balkore, right? I don't know how to read the Megillah myself. I'm going to carry it to a Balkore. I'm going to end up carrying it Dalit Amas, which is an Isser So Rabbi said, therefore, we don't read Megillah on, on Shabbos. Therefore, watch this. When the 15th falls down on a Shabbos, something very interesting happens, which is the Mukaf of Shoma. Go ahead and move back their reading of the Megillah to Friday. So it'll turn out that both unwalled cities and walled cities will both be reading on Friday. I'd both say, why not just push it to Sunday? Because remember again, so the Mishnah said 15th is the latest date. We don't read the Megillah past the 15th, and Sunday is already the 16th. Incredible. So the Gemara Mishnah says, So villages will read Thursday. We'll read Thursday. So large cities, right? Large unwalled cities, as well as walled cities. We'll read on that Friday, the 14th. Right, good. Chalios bishabis was another interesting case. What happens if the 14th falls out on Shabbos? 14th falls out on Shabbos. So we'll say here's an interesting case. So if the 14th falls out on Shabbos, what are we going to do? Villages and unwalled cities will push their reading back to Thursday. To Thursday. Now the logic behind this seems to be as follows: Once the unwalled cities already cannot read on their date on the 14th, so instead of going ahead and pushing unwalled cities back to Friday, which will be the thirteenth, and villages to the th- and villages to the twelfth, which will be Thursday. We might as well when ours once once already unwalled cities are not reading on their natural date, we might as well group everyone together. If you're being delayed, let's group you together. So in that case, where the fourteenth falls out on Shabbos, we'll go ahead and we'll push unwalled cities and villages back to the Omaknisa, back to Thursday. But obviously, walled cities. We'll read on Sunday, which is the fifteenth. Beautiful. So we'll say, what happens if the fourteenth falls out on fourteenth falls out on a Sunday? In this case, so we will say, here we go. Ultimately, again. So I will say in this case over here, villages will read on Thursday. Now I will say, here you go, this is a very important case, why? If villages are reading on Thursday, what date is that? What date is that? That's the 11th. So here you have the illustration of the earliest possible date to read Megillah. That'll come up in a situation where Halach sorry, the 14th falls out on a Sunday, will allow villages to push back, to push back ultimately to the previous Thursday, which is the 11th. So, Kvarmak maktim liyom aknisa ve'ayoros kidolos korim bo ba'yom, large unwalled cities, will read that day, on Sunday the 14th, umu kefes choma lemachar. And ultimately, again, walled cities will read the next day, which is the 15th. So I will say, it's way I want to point out, it's rare that you see a Mishnah like this um, with, with so much incredible detail. Remember, again, the Mishnah pretty much illustrated every single possible case so as to give us the range between the 11th and ultimately, again, the 15th. So no earlier than the, so here's what we have. No, right, the, the range from Megillah is from 11 to the 15th. No earlier than the 11th, no later than the 15th. That earliest date comes up in a situation where the 14th falls out on Sunday. Remember, walled cities always on the 15th. Only exception to walled cities on the 15th is when? When? When the 15th falls out on Shabbos, then they'll advance their reading to the 14th. Unwalled large cities will read on the fourteenth again, unless of course it falls out on Shabbos, and villages always have the right to advance to the previous Yom HaKnisa, to the previous entry day, called entry day market day. They have the ability to advance. Also, I just mentioned something interesting. Being careful, he's yeah. being careful. He's being careful. All right. Well, so that's something very interesting. Actually, it struck me. It struck me that the Mishnah uses the lashon over here of Megillah Nikra. Tells, tells you all the dates. Lo pachos v'lo yoser. Lo pachos v'lo yoser. Pachos means what? Pachos means what? Less. Less. And yoser means more. The truth is, if you were writing the Mishnah, how would you write it? Lo what? Lo what? <laughs> Lo muktam not any earlier and not any later what do you mean pachos and yoser less and more so I saw a beautiful idea by the time Yitzchak Kavarki so listen to this this is incredible so we're going to see later on by the way that part of the part of the beauty and part of the power of Purim is that Purim is very much like Shavuos that Purim there was a Kabbalah Torah, there was a reacceptance of Torah but whereas Harsinai Really, is much more focused on a Kabbalah, Satora of Torah, Sav, right? An acceptance of Torah of the Written Law. Purin is a Kimu v'Kiblu, is a reacceptance. Also, ultimately, again, of Torah Shavalpeh. That's one aspect, and also, whereas Har Sinai was Kafalim Har there was a certain element of compulsion with Kabbalah, Satorah, with the Torah acceptance of Torah. Purin is a willing acceptance of Torah. So Rabbi Yitzchak says something so beautiful. He says, therefore, because Purim is also an element of Kabbalah Torah, of acceptance of Torah, he says, therefore, just like when we received Torah in Har Sinai, there were Shloshesimei Hagbala, There were three days of preparation. Right? That's how, that's how Matan Torah worked. So the Rabbi says, by Purim we have the same thing. Purim is really the 14th Avada, 14th slash 15th. So when's the earliest time you could read the we could read, you could read the the eleventh, eleven, 11, 12, 13. So the Rebbe says representing the Shloshis hagbalah the three days of preparation ultimately again for Purim. So I was thinking about it. If you view 11, 12, and 13 as the the days of preparation, the Lashon of Lom and Lomu'ukhar is very incredible. Because what does it mean, Lom Muqtam? says it's an incredible Lo mukta means at the end of the day, in order to be successful in anything in life, you have to prepare. You have to prepare. Right? We we, we know this. We'll say, think about this, even even just even just in the morning, right? A person comes to shear. So the truth is everyone knows, like, if I'm running late and like and like I just I just like kind of come in, it's not the same. It's not the same, it's, it's hard, it's, you know, so, someone told me, someone, I won't mention him, someone told me, you know, we really have to restart Sidka Sadik, right, in the morning, I said, oh, it's so beautiful, someone was like, no, I don't pay attention at all, but I need those 10 minutes to get myself focused, I'm like, thank you for validating my work, I, I really, I really appreciate that, it's beautiful, right, I'm sure Satzadik is Ramamish dancing in Gan then over your words, right, so, right, so, so, say, so, so but, 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 there, there's something to be said for that. In other words, that like, you have to prepare. You, you, you have to prepare. At any time in life, it's no different. If you have a big meeting and you just roll into the meeting, chances are you're not going to be as successful as if you prepared. That's the whole, you sort of, ha-gbala, a person needs preparation for Kabbalah Satoru. So the Lashon of Lo Muktam, Lo Muktam is, you can't do something any earlier if it's not preceded by preparation. Right? In other words, I want to accomplish something. Lo muktam. You can't do it any earlier than, than, than really without three days of preparation. You need Yud Alef, Yud You want to be successful in life. A person needs preparation. Lo muktam. Can't do it any earlier than without preparation. However, lo mo'ukhar. See, the challenge in life is there are people who spend their lives preparing. They're always preparing. Right? I'm always planning. Always planning. Always planning. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The most incredible plans. Only one problem, only one problem, a failure to launch, no execution. I just never end up carrying through. That's Lomo Ochor. You can't keep planning and planning and planning until it gets too late either. So the Mishnah is teaching us an incredible Musar Haskil. If you view Purim as another Kabbalah Satorah, if you view Purim as another Harsinai, then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it has three days of Harsinai. Yud Aleph, Yud days, Yud Gimel are the days of preparation just like by Harsinai. Below lo muktam, you can't accomplish anything too early without proper preparation. But at the end of the day, if you spend your whole life planning and never executing, that's a failure as well. Can't do things in life too early without preparation, but you can't do things in life too late either. Constantly preparing and never executing. And B'itzchak Gavarki on the mission. Incredible. I will say, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. So I will say, how do you know that Megillah can be read on the 11th? From where, does, from where do we know this? So the Gemara says, So we'll say, from where? we we'll say later on. What do we say later on? ala mayim So we'll say, I mentioned this before when we were reading Rashi. This is really interesting because the Gemara understands that the reason the villages are permitted to go ahead and advance their reading is why, in order that on Purim itself they are free, to provide food and staples for the Purim Suda, for their brothers and sisters in the cities. This is different than what we saw in the Mishnah, right? Rashi in the Mishnah seems to indicate that Halacha Lamaysa, Halacha Lamaysa, the reason they're allowed to advance their reading is why? Because often they don't have a Baal Kore. See, what the Gemara is highlighting over here is, that's fine, you don't have a Baal that's fine. Why can't they just go into the large cities on Purim itself? In other words, why does the absence of a Balchore, right, preclude them from celebrating Purim on the 14th, just go into the large cities? To which the Gemara now explains because Chazal actually understood that the villages provided a pivotal service for Purim celebration for the larger cities. They provided food and water, they provided for food and drink for the larger cities. For their Purim celebration, therefore, again, Chazal allowed them to fulfill Mikra Megillah at an earlier time. Which of us say, think about that for just a moment. So the villagers should fulfill Mikra Megillah at an earlier time in order to provide for the needs of the larger cities. See, see if you hear that. What sometimes the greatest actualization of your personalistic ruchnius is not in what you do for yourself, but is in what you do for others. So the villagers, Chazal said, you read Megillah earlier. This way you could help facilitate the Purim celebration of the people in the larger cities. I, so I should have a Bidi Eved Mikra Megillah in order to help someone else with their Purim Suda. And the answer is, it's not Bidi Eved when you're helping someone else. So we will allow the villagers to read early in order to facilitate the Purim celebration of the cities. Absolutely incredible. So the Gemara says, So so we're asking a different question. I'm not asking like this, the logic of why the villagers are are allowed to move their reading up. What I want to know is as follows. All of these days were instituted by Chazal. Vidigimar says, So let's remember again. So I'm sorry. So we'll say, here's what we're worried about. You see, in the Megillah, what we're going to see is, we only find two dates for the celebration of Purim. What are the two dates? Yudal and Tezvav. What we're asking is, where did Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel come from? Now, I understand that they are Takhanas Chazal. Chazal must have instituted them. But again, how could Chazal institute something which would potentially upend something that a previous rabbinic Bani legislated? After all, Vahatnan, ain Beis in Yochel Levatel, Divrei Beis in Chavero, E'le'im kin gadol mimeno U u'biminyen. Yet Rabbi we know that one rabbinic body cannot uproot the legislation of our previous rabbinic body unless that second rabbinic body is greater in number and wisdom. To which the Gemara says, you're right. Rabbi will say, "Here, here's our question. It must be, it must be that from the beginning of the institution of the Yom Tov of Purim, it was instituted right from the beginning that you could read the Megillah, you'd Aleph, you'd Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalid, Tesvav. Now, Yud Dalid and Tesvav are in the Megillah. Where do we see Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel alluded to in the Megillah? Well, so here we go. Pasuk says, "Lekaye es yemea Ahporim Aila bismanehem to go ahead and literally uphold the days of the of this Purim, bismanehem in their times, plural." Zmanem harbe tiknulahem. Shows you, Zmanem teaches you that what? Chazal instituted many days for the reading of the Megillah. Two words, one second. Zmanem, haimi boile le gufe. Zmanem teaches me that what? The 14th and 15th. That's what Zmanem teaches me, right? Zmanem teaches me the two ikr days. Im zman. If that's the case, the apostle Kedah just said Zman. My Zmanem, Ultimately, again, what is, what is Zmanihem? That, that plural, Zmanim Tuva. It means there are many days for the reading of the Megillah. Seif Rabbo, what the Gemara is suggesting over here is that from the word Zmanihem, from that word itself, I learn Yod Aleph, Yod bays, Yod Gimel, Yod mi Tesvav. But one second, Zmanihem teaches me something else. Zmano al-shalzeh, lo shalzeh Both say, teaches them, both say, see, you would have felt like this. Maybe, maybe, Halokha the Mishnah, the Miguel says, you read M'gila on, you got your Dalit and Tesvav. And perhaps, you could choose to read it on whichever day you want. To which the Gemara says, Zmanahem teaches me, zmano al-shalzeh, lo The date of this place is not like the date of that place. In other words, each place, each, each location, or each, each type of location has its own unique date. Imkain, Lemakra, Zmanam. If that's the case, the Pastor could have written it in shorter hands. Zmanam. My Zmanehem, what Zmanehem? Shamas Minah Kulu. It teaches me all of these things. So, what it teaches me is number, so Zmanehem is a catch all phrase or catch all word that teaches me everything. Number one, that there are multiple dates, right? From Yudalith through Tesvav. Number two, that you can't read on any date you want. Different places are assigned different dates. I says the Gemara. Zmanim Tuva. So maybe it includes more dates. Maybe it's not just Yeralef. Right? Maybe you could even start reading earlier. To which the Gemara says, Zmanihem dumya dismanum. No, the word zmanehem is just like Zmanam. How so? Mazmanam, Trey, just like the word Zmanom includes two dates, Yodalon and Tesvav. So the Gemara says, Af Zmanehem Trey. So to, again, Zmanehem comes to include two more dates. Okay, so two more dates, if that's the case, Veima Trey Sar Utlesar. Maybe that only comes to tell me that I can read the Megillah on the 12th and 13th. I still don't know about the 11th. To which the Ningara says, no, no, no. I don't need a drasha for the 13th. Why not? Kedamra Kedamra Zman Kihila Lakolhi We'll say I don't need a drasha to teach me that Megillah can be read on the 13th. Why not? The 13th is man Kihila Lakol. We'll say, if you take a look at Rash on the left hand side, three lines down, rasha Zman Kihila Lakoli, The 13th of Adar was a day in which everyone was engaged in war. Everyone was fighting back against the enemies of the Jewish people. I don't need a Pasuk to teach me... That halacha lemaisa you could read Megillah on the thirteenth. Why? Now Rashi says something amazing because Rashi says the thirteenth, Ikr hanes haya bo, the primary miracle of Purim happened on the 13th, which I both say is incredible, right? You see, I would have not thought like that. I would have thought the Ikernais happened when? On the 14th and the 15th, and they celebrated the victory. No. We'll say, what a Moser The Ikernais happened on the day of the battle, right? Because the Ikernais of life is the ability to engage in the battles of life. That's the greatest miracle. When you find the courage to get up and fight, when you find the courage to go out and push back against your circumstances, when you find the courage to, to go out and fight back against your enemies, be their external or internal, that's the Iker Hanes. So it was fascinating. So the Gemara says over here, I don't need a posik to teach me that I could go ahead and read the Megillah on the 13th. That's obvious. That's obvious. So I'll say, what it turns out over here is as follows. Listen to this incredible idea. So the Megillah itself tells me that there's a celebration on the 14th, celebration on the 15th. I don't need the Megillah to tell me that there's a celebration that I can read the Megillah on the 13th, because that's obvious. That's the Ikharanist that was the day of the Milchama. And such a musra haskil, Such a musra haskil, The Iker Nais is on the day when we found the courage to fight back. Because the greatest nais in life is when you find the courage to fight back against the circumstances which are constraining you. If that's the case now, Zmanahem teaches me two more dates. And what are the two more dates manhem teaches me? 11 and 12. Excellent. Yud Aleph and Yud Beis. So now I have it. Beautiful. Now I have it. Yud Aleph, Yud base. the that from Zmanihem. Yud Gimel doesn't need a pasta because it's the Icar and Ace. Yud Dalit and tesvav are explicitly written in the Megillah. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I ve'ima shisar b'shivsar. But maybe Zmanihem will say, see, we're presupposing that Zmanihem is teaching me to add on additional dates on the front end maybe Ismanahem is teaching me to add on dates on the back end, right, and maybe he's coming to teach me to add on dates the 16th and the 17th, to which the immersive Velo Ya'var, because the Apostle in the Megillah says Velo Ya'var, ultimately, again, the, the celebration of Purim will not go ahead and pass these days, Velo Ya'var will not go past these days, these days being that the 15th is the official last day of celebration for Purim. Beautiful, says the Gimara. So we'll say that's the first week. That, that's Sheman Bar Abba, and then Rabbi Yochanan, that everything is learned out from Zmanahem. Beautiful. Second opinion. Omar, omarkra, ki yomim, asher Obama, so we'll say the Passock says, like the days in which the Jews rested. Yomim. Ki yomim. Now, remember again, this is at the end of the Megillah. The passage that we're quoting over here. So, we'll say, like the days that the Jews rested from their enemies, which again refer to what Yodalid and Tesvav. So the Gemara said, listen to this. So, ki yomim means that there are additional days like those days. What are the additional days like those days? L'rabos yud alef yud base that comes to include two more days, eleventh and twelfth. I vei ema treisar treisar tleisar. Say it's not eleventh and twelfth, but twelve and thirteen. Once again, Arushim Arushim and Yitzchak yud gimel zman ki lakali velot sarich Once again, I both say everyone's agreeing. I don't need a pasuk. To include the thirteenth of Ader. Why not? Thirteenth of Ader is the Iker Hanais, what we call the Yom Kihila La was the day of war. Therefore it's automatically included that you could read Megillah on the thirteenth. Therefore, Yomim will come to include two more days, eleven and twelve. I says the Yamai supposed to this is a second opinion. So Shalom Ahmani says right, Shalomar Ahmani. Yumim. Yomim, Yomim So, Kiyumim means there are additional days. So, we have two different opinions. Roshman bar Abba, Zmanihem. Roshua bar Rahmani, yomim. Now, again, amazingly enough, everyone's agreeing on the result. There's just the machlokis in terms of the drusha. So, the Gemara goes right So, the Gemara says, Rosh Hashanah money. My time alone. Mizrmanehem. So why doesn't Rosh Hashanah Ahmani, Why doesn't he agree with the drasha of Mizrmanehem? Zman, zmanum, zmanehem l'mashmolei. Because he just doesn't agree with this type of drasha. Rosh Hashanah Abba. My time alone. Amar mikiyomim. Why doesn't he not from kiyomim? Oh, Amar lacha. Chaula doros u'dichsiv. Ah. So what's is Incredible. Because ultimately Rosh Hashanah Abba will say that kiyomim is actually the source for the future celebration of Purim that teaches me that Purim was not just an episodic celebration, but rather again, it is an obligation to celebrate it for all future generations as well. So the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Baruch Hanan Rabbi Yochanan Zud Diver Rabbi Akiva. Right, Shabbos so says, so listen to this. Now we're jumping. Shabbos so says, so therefore we have two sources, two sources that teach us the additional days. Beautiful. Comes so along Rabbi Baruch Hanan Rabbi Yochanan Zud Diver Rabbi Akiva Stimsoi. The Dorish Zman Zmanam Zmanehem Avachachomim Omrim in Korin Ose Ela Bzmana. Shabbos says, listen to this. Comes along Rabbi Baruch He says our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva holds that there are additional days for Megillah reading, namely 11, 12, and 13. But the Chachamim holds? No, there are only two dates for Megillah reading. What are the two dates? The two dates written in the Megillah, yeah. Yodalat and Tezbab. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. So I'm going to say, that this is incredible. A Masai, when is this true? That there are additional dates for reading of the Megillah? This is incredible. Bizman shashonim kitiknon v'hishroel alad masan. The Bible said the only time that there are additional dates for the reading of the Megillah is ultimately again when Bezdin declares the new month and Khalad Yisrael is living in Eretz Yisrael. However, Aba Bismana Ze, the Bible say, but today we don't, we don't do these additional dates. The Bible say, why not? This is incredible. Today, so when it says today, the Gemara says today, presently, and the Gemara is present, people often calculated. Pesach, how? Based on Purim. Based on Purim, right? Observe Pesach, observe Purim, count 15 days, that's the end of Adar. Count another 15 days, that's Pesach. Here's the problem, says the Gemara. If you therefore start, allow for additional days 11, 12, 13, what's going to end up happening? people are going to get messed up with the date of Purim. So say This is an incredible halacha and this is indeed, we don't have time now, but this is indeed Hadaram Paskins That these additional dates, 11, 12, and 13, only apply when there's organized Jewish community. An organized Jewish community as defined, there's a Bazdin in place. Bezdin is in charge of the calendar. Amnistral is in Eretz therefore, again, the shluch and the messengers get where they're supposed to get going. But in a situation of diaspora, we no longer have 11, 12, and 13. I will say that's why the Saddam Paskins, that's why the halachos of 11, 12, and 13 do not appear in Shulchan Aruch. They appear in the Gemara, but they do not appear in Shulchan Aruch. Incredible. Surabi with the man. Who does Rabbi Huda hold? Like so, the Gemara says, "Ili malibu Rabbi Yakiva afilu bismanazel." If he holds like Rabbi Yakiva, then the truth is you should be able to do eleven, twelve, and thirteen even presently. So the Gimara says, "So the Gemara says, 'Ela lav aliba dirabbanon ubizman shatanim shashan ketiknon v'yisal shruin alad mason mihak Ultimately, again, Rabbi says, "But rather, he must perfect the view of the rabbanon, and therefore, according to the even according to the rabbanon, when based in." is there, and when Am Yisrael is dwelling in Eretz Yisrael, there should be the additional dates, to which the Gemara says, you're right, to Yufta, to Rabbi Yochanan, to Yufta. Rabbi said, this reflects the view of Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan said that according to the Rabbanon, right, you never have a right to read on dates, additional, uh, on additional dates, other than 14 and 15. We've just, approved, just proven that that is incorrect. Good. Others say, Am Rabbi, Yochanan, Zudiv Rabbi Akiva, Avachachamim say ba osa Rabbi Akiva the Gemara wants to suggest would hold that you could always read on the eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth, even when there is no organized basin, even when Am Yisrael is not living in Eretz Yisrael. The chachamim disagree. The chachamim say no. The institution of reading Megillah on 12 and thirteen is only when there's an organized in, right? And only ultimately when the Shluchin could reach the different pockets of Am Yisrael. But in the absence of that, you can't read the Megillah on the additional dates because otherwise people are going to get messed up regarding Pesach. <speaking in Hebrew> that supports Rabbi Huda Masai. Rabbi Huda says, When can you read the Megillah on the 11th, 12th, and 13th? <speaking in Hebrew> Presently, which means since people look at the Megillah to determine when they're going to celebrate Pesach, in Korin osa elabizmana, you can only read it on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. I So also according to according to Ravashi, he had a contradiction about the positions of Rabbi Yehuda between the Bryce and the Mishnah. And he established, therefore, again, in order to resolve the contradiction, he established the b'risa like Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda. Did Rabbi Yehuda really say that? That since today, people count off from the reading of the Megillah till Pesach, therefore we can't really read it on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Is that true? Or many, but we learned, Rabbi Yehuda, a Masai. Said, when do villages, when could villages advance their reading to the 11th, 12th, and 13th? That's only villages that normally go into the larger cities on Mondays and Thursdays. Said, Let's say you have a village where they never enter in on Mondays and Thursdays. In that case, villages that don't go in on Mondays and Thursdays can only read it in their appointed time. What's the appointed time of villages? What's the appointed time? The 14th. So the Gemara says, The inference from this is, that villages that do go into the larger cities on Mondays and Thursdays can advance their reading even presently. So I will say, so I just want to point out, just so you understand the machlokis that's happening over here, let's assume for a moment, right? So step number one, step number one in this whole thing was how do we know that you could read the Megillah on additional dates other than the 14th or 15th, right? So that we had a machlokis, either we Darshan Zmanehem or kiyamin. Fine, gives us additional dates. I also know that I don't need a special drusha for the 13th. Everyone agrees that the 13th is the Iker Anes. Therefore, you can go ahead and, and and read on that date. So therefore, the drasha gives me dates 11 and 12. Now comes along the Gemara and says, by the way, by the way, this idea of reading the Megillah 11, 12, 13 only applies when there is organized Jewish community. Based in declaring the new month, based in dispatching shluch and to tell everybody when Pesach is... Because in the absence of that, we can't read on earlier dates. Why? It's going to be a disaster. Because people look to the Megillah and count off from the Megillah to Pesach. And if you're reading on earlier dates, people will end up messing up the date of Pesach. That's the sablozai. Now that point, that point Seems to be subject to machlokes as well. So they emerge as the mukimal lebrise krabiosi barihuda, omishum dekashil de rabioda rabiuda, mukil lebrise krabiosi and because again we have a contradiction in rabihuda shitas, we're going to establish rabise krabiosi barihuda, rashi shmile di ika de tani le krabihuda, vik de tani le barihuda. So we'll say rashi here like this. There are those. Who set up? Who set it up like Rabbi Huda? And there are those who set up like Rabbi Yosi Bar Huda. Rabbi Rabbi but since he had a contradiction between the two positions of Rabbi Huda, Amar man Rabbi Huda lav dafka. So, our Vashu is of the opinion that because there's a contradiction between the positions of Rabbi Yehuda, it must have been that the one who attributed to Rabbi Huda was not precise in his words, but the one who attributed to Rabbi Huda was precise in his words. So, we'll say, we'll have to stop here for today. Don't worry. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to start off at We will. So, again, so notes it at sadik to catch yourself up. Hey, so, say, so we, but we, will, we will catch up in Hashem, but I will say, I just want to point out what we're ending off with. So, right, we know what we know. 11 through 15 are the dates for Megillah. Walled cities have their dates. Unwalled cities have their dates. Kfarim have the ability to advance their re- the readings. Right, two different roshas. Zmanihem, Kiyomim. Now, what we end up over here is as follows. Halacha l'maysa. I'll just give you the Rambam. Halacha l'maysa. This ability of villages to advance their readings to the... Or saying... The ability to advance readings to 11, 12, and 13, the Rambam Paskins is only when there is an organized Beisdin and Chlal Israel is in Eretz Yisrael. Now, presently, we no longer have the ability to read on 11, 12, and 13 in, in a systematic way. In a systematic way, because halacha lamaysa nofik mine Churva, It can be a terrible, terrible destruction, um, not destruction, terrible confusion because people count off from Purim De Pesach. That's how the Raman Paskins. That's why you won't find this 11, 12, 13, ultimately again mentioned in the Shoranach. we'll pick up here tomorrow. Mazel tov on the new Haskalah. Incredible journey ahead of us.